Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they like us to say, Google Play Music, and now the brand new Google Podcasts app, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Joining me today on location here in Miami, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and ukulele. She has appeared on America's Got Talent, gotten gear endorsements, and even had one of her original songs used in a TV commercial. She has performed everywhere from the Winter NAM show in Anaheim this past January to the prestigious 30A Songwriters Festival in the Florida Panhandle to a San Francisco 49ers game and even in our nation's capital. More recently, she just returned from performing at Summerfest in Milwaukee. She has performed well over 800 shows since 2010. She is currently ranked number one in Miami on Reverb Nation in her genre. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Wildflower. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Carly Jo Jackson. Thank you so much, Bruce. I'm so happy. What an awesome introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so grinny. <laughs> Thank you for making time to do this today. It's great to finally sit and uh, talk. No, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is well, well needed. I'm so happy to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, the song of yours that we were playing during the intro has mm-hmm. been around for a while. Mm-hmm. However, since this show has gotten listeners from 134 countries around the world who wow. are just being introduced to you for the first time, and as a result, they're just hearing that song for the first time. Uh, and since I was talking over it, tell the listeners all about your song, Wildflower. Oh my goodness. Well, Wildflower is probably, it was kind of like my ground, it was my grounds for beginning to sing and play guitar like I was at the time. And it was, it's kind of what lifted me up and made me really believe that I could really try to do this and really pursue my dreams in writing about things that I care about because um, before Wildflower I was kind of writing about you know like things that teenage girls write about you know <laughs> boys lots of boys stuff I was listening to lots of T Swift and all that back then but um, Wildflower was more along the lines of stepping away from the general and walking into the unknown kind of thing I was going into college and kind of learning a lot about myself and um, I heard once someone say something like you remind me of something like a wildflower in the middle of a field of like red roses like a big bright yellow flower that's cool and um, yeah and maybe some people wouldn't like that but I loved that and I just kind of Cling, I clinged on to that, so um, I wrote a song all about it, about just embracing yourself and kind of getting ready for the waves to hit and just taking it, you know. I, I got a tattoo about it, too. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my favorite ones, and um, I wrote that one with Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessionals, because ah. we met while I was singing outside of a freaking frozen yogurt shop in Boca Raton, and um, they liked my voice, and they um, had me come in and sing some songs for them, and in return, they helped me with wildfire. Tell me a little, and by the way, listeners, this is where I wish it was a video podcast because you could see Carly and I both had the same reaction when she was saying, like, you know, some people would think that like that's not a compliment to stand out and, and her and I kind of both looked at each other like, yeah, like furrowed our brow course, like yeah. like what like I think it's a compliment I think it's yeah I think but it's a great tell thing. me more about that story though because for your benefit this show is done largely every week for the listeners who are up and comers that are trying to learn from oh my, my guests and from me and so 
as much as I want those people to know that this doesn't typically happen, I still want you listeners to be encouraged by the fact that it can happen. So tell me about this Boca Raton that he's there. Because you're so right. People always say that. They're always like, oh, you just got to be in the right place at the right time. And I used to, like, I mean, of course you want to believe that with all your heart and all your mind, that that's all it takes is if you're just out there and whatnot. But um, sometimes you could be the best musician in the world and and maybe that chance doesn't really come your way it like but it i don't want to discourage it though because it's so true you have to be out there because like i was out there at a gig that i thought meant absolutely nothing at a show that was not even with a stage or anything i was sitting outside of an ice cream store just with my guitar playing but i was feeling it like at those shows is when I used to like secretly cry like after I sang a song because like it felt so good or like uh-huh. and no one's really in the crowd so no one really knows but um I still had my microphone and I was singing to the whole empty parking lot whatever but since I was there and I had the chance to be seen like you know you just got to be out there and that guy happened to be in the area I think it was grocery shopping or something at the store next door and um his producer actually jonathan clark um had walked by and he was like we really like your voice we would love to do something with you you know they they were pitching songs to producers and stuff and of course like i you go through ups and downs so of course take everything you know like with a little grain of salt you got to make sure that everything's a good opportunity and it's all good for you and good for them too so i was nervous of course but by all means excited and um i just kind of went with it and and we ended up working together and it was a great thing but it's so funny because i've always i still to this day i'm like gosh if only like that right thing could come along but i guess those moments do they really do happen well i mean it's a law of averages too i mean as i said in the intro you know you've played more than 800 shows over the last eight years so eventually you know okay like you can't in other words listeners you can't play 10 shows and go i've played 10 shows and nobody's shown up at my shows it's like well give me a break you've only played 10 and shows yeah. but i also want to compliment you because one thing that you said in there that i loved was that your mindset was okay like you know i'm just playing outside this ice cream shop or yogurt shop or whatever it was but you still gave it your all and you oh, still yeah. played it as though you were on a stage in mm-hmm. front of five thousand people instead of like you know because people will be inclined to say give me a break look at this stupid gig well how did yeah. i get booked at this it, it happens so. all the time i hear people like every day talk about a gig or something that they've got going on that they just wish that they had a little more and it's not wrong to want more and to hope for better things but i've got that piece of advice and the other one the um keep playing you know and being out there but the um just embracing every single show as if it was the show you know because all it is is practice and practice and practice the second piece of advice was 10,000 hours of practice I don't know if you've have you heard of that book the silver lining it's um all about you know just getting out there 10,000 hours I don't know if 800 shows is quite 10,000 hours I think I still got a long way to go but I mean you know it's it's about the fun of the game and you got to really enjoy it and I think it shows when you do enjoy it and that's hopefully that's what they saw walking up and they were like maybe she's would enjoy well and you know you can't get too high and you can't get too low I mean the thing is that they Mm -hmm. came up to you and I sense you didn't say it but I sense from you that you thought to yourself 
okay, this could be good, you yeah. know, but you didn't jump for joy and you didn't put all your eggs in that basket. I mean, listeners, I hope after 230 plus episodes that I've told the story before <laughs> about, you know, I had a client um, because I do management promotion and booking for, for yeah. music artists. And so I had a client that we were in Nashville and you know, I would always tell her, you never know who's going to be in the audience. You never know. And we had done shows on three consecutive nights. It was the fourth and final night. And it looked like there was a double booking. And I kept saying, you're playing no matter what. Yeah. And she's like, I'm tired. I'd rather just go back and write. Like, this has been a long trip. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And I said, no, I'm going to work this mm-hmm. out. Sure enough, she played the show. And as soon as she came off stage, she got approached by a publisher. Boom. And I said, and, and I said I'm really glad that you did it because I sensed that Boom. you really didn't want to. And she said, what made me do it? Was you always tell me you never know who might be there? She said, "Not that we're in Nashville. Like I, I, I Nashville think someone's going to be here. Yeah. But but take encouragement, listeners, because here was Carly Joe who was in Boca, Boca Raton. Raton. Yeah, there, there didn't seem like and there was anything happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's but his studio was right down the dang street, and so that's what they they were ah, down the street. Okay. So it was okay. it was perfectly timed, and it doesn't seem like things always happen that way. But the only way that they can happen is if you're out there and ready. That's right. To catch the that's opportunity. Right. You've been really releasing some singles this year are there are there more to come are those leading to an ep or a full album yes i'm actually i've got this huge dumb smile yeah. on my face right now because i'm actually very excited I'm, listeners um, you should see it. it's like oh my gosh i'm so excited that you asked me that i, know, yeah, I really am though because i mean you know i go through a lot of things like you know even though i i'm constantly on social media i feel like i have to process a lot of things mentally you know alone there no one else can go in your head so i feel so happy for you asking like hey what's going on in your head Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it's become, I say this, I'm sorry, listeners, if, if you listen to this show regularly, thank you. But you know, I say a lot that this is, a, <laughs> it's become a very singles driven industry. Yeah. So I saw that you were releasing some singles and I thought, well, but at the same time, I wonder if this is, if she's going somewhere with this, I wonder yes. if she's eventually leading up to. Yeah. To, well, there's something very exciting in the works that I'm, I'm super happy to talk about because um, I'm going to kind of be working on. A new EP that's coming out with, um, it's called Lost Coast Records up in Santa Barbara, California on the wow, Hall nice. Street. Yeah, I've been um, hanging out with Chris Polonis, who's um, this awesome sound technician, producer, he rips harmonicas, awesome guitar player. It's it's cool because he's also, he's a musician and a producer, but um, we're working real hard on a very stripped down acoustic EP um, that kind of... It goes back to the roots, basically, of like where I kind of started with music. And mm-hmm. um, as you notice, I let out some singles that are kind of, some of them got a little poppy, some of them, you know, and I loved that. I loved having fun and experimenting. And um, now I'm ready. I kind of want to experiment with raw sounds. And we're going to go with just a trio of Cajon bass and me playing guitar and singing. And it's like, I think, five to eight songs of just acoustic stuff acoustic wildfire stuff man i'm super excited some of them are ones that have been recorded previously but just re-recorded in the stripped form and then other ones are new and kind of kind of badassy a little stepping into like spicy carly's area but um but was that your idea was it his idea or was it because one thing that 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 i talk about and and, uh, did so listeners if you heard my my interview last week with magnolia wind was the idea when you go in to record that, well, wait a minute, if I'm going to go out and do shows all over, like, I want the songs to still sort of, yes. was that part of it or? Totally. It was kind of a thing where it was becoming a problem for me just in myself where I didn't feel like 
things were matching up, you know, on stage. Yeah, how can I do an acoustic show right. when I've got this super produced song right, that exactly. I'm asking people to and buy and exactly. it doesn't sound anything and like I it? I would take those produced, I love those songs. I seriously love them. And I'll play them acoustically. I, I, I have no problem doing that. And then I have people come up all the time and ask me to play them. And so I do, and I love it because it's, it's a big piece of my heart, like all the songs. But um, it's funny because... Um, I would get that comment sometimes how things are different on stage, but it's almost like people were kind of leaning towards like, I wish you could kind of bottle up what you're doing on the stage and then, you know, throw it out Mm. there for us. And um, the funny story behind like whose idea was this, it kind of like, it was the universe's idea straight up and down. It was uh, a moment where I was playing another one of these things where you're just in an area where someone was kind of around and I'm playing at Nam um the winter Nam that uh-huh. we that you had brought up and I was with my percussionist Gio Montanez and he was playing cajon with me and we had booked a gig with Nam just to like we were playing at like the Sheridan or something that was mm-hmm. right next to it in the lobby in the um by the bar or something and I think I think I was staying there I, just, are I you can't serious? believe yeah, yeah the one right by the Anaheim Convention yeah, Center yeah. that's so cool yeah we were just like meant to walk yeah. into each other's lives that's awesome <laughs> right wendy right she's she knows it like i think i think that this is like so cool that we're all meeting here because like you guys said that you you think i think we met a little while back and then like we met again and it's I mean, I got lost and in the that, hotel. And that Sheraton stage, they kept that Sheraton stage booked all the time. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so it's, it was, it's too bad that I didn't walk by at the uh, time no, that you were up there playing. Fine. It, it, there was but, so much going on there. But, but what out of that performance led to, like, hey, this is how I should record? It was kind of a thing where um, since we were playing so stripped down, we got the attention of Chris Polonis, who was in the room, and then some of their friends. And they were um, really into just how it was just guitar and drums like nothing crazy didn't have to go all out and like do crazy extra stuff no extra production and he was idealizing the fact that we could record this and it would sound like something that no one's really done before but I I was kind of thinking in my head like how are we going to do that you know like how do you record something just in this live setting and and get that feel and we've totally been able to um crack into it and I think that we've kind of bottled up something pretty cool and we're really excited to let it out so so the singles that you already released this year were those recorded in california or were those where where have you no, been recording those ones, i've been recording in orlando and ah, um, in orlando yep okay. i also recorded a couple of them in nashville um like wow. moving on was with the producer of um wildflower who found me in the frozen yogurt shop whatever <laughs> we've been recording since and we've recorded some with him and then i've done some in orlando with mike walker at dreamwalker productions He's, wow, wow they're like family to me too so it's been a nice i've gotten a lot more experience recording which has been an awesome thing but it's kind of funny because now i'm going back to this stripped down thing yeah where yeah. the recording is more of like a live setting and stuff but i was just happy that somebody agreed that we should bottle well up. but it sounds like it it was a journey that was meant to be for you that obviously everybody starts out their first recording is not going to be some over-the-top production you grow totally. then, then all of a sudden you do start doing recordings where there's a lot of treatment on mm-hmm. it and through that you've kind of evolved to this point where yeah. you said i actually would rather step back a yeah, little bit and it's not- totally a process of finding yourself and i think the hardest part for artists is admitting that that you're it's a, the, we go through this total denial like where it's like no I told I know exactly who I am and I this is my song this is what I need to do this is the this is my style but 
the next day you kind of back up and every single day the picture gets smaller and smaller and you can kind of see it from a better view. It's just crazy how things do go around in a circle. I started off like, okay, I want to try some production. I want to do this. And this is just something I'm trying to. It might not be the end all be all of my music and where it's going to be. You well, know? But I admire your flexibility because totally. there you. is that tendency to say, no, this is what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But just try this over here. No, I'm supposed to do this. Well, just try this. Mm-hmm. And so... Why we got to be in the box, you know? We can't. Well, and also, it's just going to be a learning opportunity it's going to be a chance Mm -hmm. to meet new people see new places so you know i think listeners that you're limiting yourself if you are so 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 set in your ways that Mm -hmm. you just will not budge you don't know what you might be missing out on and and sometimes unfortunately you do have to one step forward two steps back or maybe it's vice versa but you know kind of i don't want to say learn from your mistakes but just learn from your experiences yeah you gotta get it's that same thing of like you gotta get out there and test the water to see how to swim you know it's you gotta just be doing it and and i for a long time i was sitting and not even recording just doing live stuff and that's and the only way you can learn what's the best way for me to record is by doing it (laughs) and and now uh you're actually in the process of moving to orlando but (laughs) you're not letting that (laughs) stop you from performing in this part of the state even though this episode of now hear this entertainment is coming out in august it's still worth noting that Carly Joe performed in West Palm Beach two nights ago, last night and tonight in Miami Beach. Then she's coming back later this month, uh, meaning July, for shows in West Palm Beach, Miami, and Fort Lauderdale. Whew. So is that the plan going forward to still keep coming back to perform in this area, or were those booked before you decided to move to Orlando? Um, it, it's definitely in the plan. I, I want to keep these connections alive over here in Miami, and I love South Florida music and everything that's here. I feel like Florida music is a huge part of me because it's what totally made me, and um, I think that it's important to be still, you know, recurring over here. I definitely don't want to just disappear, but I'm sad, so I mean, I hope to see even more people out at shows over here since I won't be able to be around for too like too many shows in a row anymore like I used to goodness well, and the thing <laughs> is that you're only moving to Orlando it's not that you're moving say to Dallas where yeah. yeah so it is just a few hours drive mm-hmm. where okay it's not 45 minutes but it's not like I said it's not like you're moving all the way to Dallas so it's like well wait a minute I've spent all this time and done all this work building up what I've built in Miami why would I all of a sudden sever exactly. those ties just I, because I'm moving to Orlando way of putting it yeah I, I'm, I'm thinking of it more as like expanding like i'm bringing the two worlds kind of together from orlando and miami and um trying to branch out from there too like hopefully soon i'll be um doing some gigs in california and Ah. then i've done a few in texas and i hope to go back there and do some more there it's just exciting because the world is you know there for you at your feet and um I'm tired of sitting down. I want to get up and move around. <laughs> the you world is your know, canvas, yes. I think people it's say. It's your canvas, go, yes. I was thinking of something else. Like, the world is your the world is your small puddle on the floor that has yet to be splish-splashed in, and it's got no ripples in it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, you know, my the world is my stage, and I'm not... <laughs> I'm no, not, I'm, I'm not using the whole puddles. stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think I would bring up something music related, but I'm just, whoa, left Okay, turn. so write something on Carly's Facebook or her <laughs> Instagram or something and give her give give her some suggestions on, on this. Yes, uh, on what that saying is yeah, supposed to be. Yes. Listeners, you know from the previous four episodes that before coming here to Miami, I was in Nashville for the Summer NAM show, thanks in large part, as you heard on those episodes, to Tascam. 
And just like then, Carly, Joe, and I are able to record on location today with the Tascam DR44WL. It's a great handheld recorder that musicians can even consider for, say, song ideas, among other applications. She and I are using Tascam TM60 microphones, and I even have my Tascam headphones on. When I get back from Miami, I'll be back at it with the other Tascam gear that I have back there. And you can find lots of applications for your music with the many Tascam recording solutions, uh, whether that's home recording or even your live shows. I was thinking when Carly was talking about, you know, the performing live and saying, like, we need to transfer that over to the studio somehow. I was thinking, well, there's a Tascam unit that you can get <laughs> where you can just record your live show and then release the live show. Wow. But uh, listeners, check it all out at Tascam.com, T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Here's the part that <laughs> that Carly's going to get all, all she's she's going to get all excited about this. I, I was talking about all the shows that you're doing down in this part of the state <laughs> with with Miami, but here we go. As I mentioned back in the intro, she has done more than 800 shows since 2010, which means pretty much like Jeez. one every three and a half days for eight years. Dude, that has to mean like because I was performing before 2010. So it's got to mean it's over a thousand shows. But like, the thing is, I mean, you really have to love performing to do that much over that period of time. Like I'm speechless. Like I didn't. Is, does that say something? <laughs> I don't even know that. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta tell my mom that <laughs> for because sure. I, and 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 I mean this in the in the kindest, just honest way possible. Yeah. But you know, your name isn't synonymous. Like people don't know your name nationwide like they do Taylor Swift. Yeah. So to go at it for that long, perform that many shows, yeah. that just tells me that you love what you're doing. Exactly. And and you're totally right. Like I I'm very very aware of like the fact that it. I'm I'm very humbled by the fact that I when people do remember me from somewhere or something, you know, it's um, I'm still sometimes like how in the world because I'm not really like I'm kind of a nobody. But then I remembered that things like this, you know, 800 shows. That's a, enough for a, a, a little pat on the back. Like, you know, even though it's not it's not as big as something that, you know, maybe other people would dream of like red carpet stuff. I mean, that's it's kind of my dream, you know, just doing it because I love this. Like, I, I love playing shows I, and I'm sure that I loved each one of them being there and probably learned something from each one of them. But that I'm just so especially surprised that you were able to figure out this number. Like, that, thank you for doing the research because, man, how would I have ever known that? That's but, good. you know, to make an impression on someone that they remember you X years later or or whether it's a song or a live performance, I mean, for me to get an email from a listener or so, I mean, to me, that just Doesn't means that everything. Just, yeah. And so for someone to say, yes, yeah, she has been around for eight plus years. Mm. I saw her in, you know, whatever, in, in this year, in this city, you know, I, I I would I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would think that that playing that many shows over that many years that makes it worth it. For that you. makes it totally worth it. Any time that somebody says like that they connected with the song, or that they just like their night kind of turned around, or when someone brings up a memory when they are with someone that they were like, no, remember we saw her back in this time. I've even seen people 
agree, like talk about different times when they had seen me. But both times they were talking about was way back in the day. And it was almost like the coolest thing because it's like, that's so cool that I was like, I feel it's responsible for some good memories. Like, you know, that's cool. That's kind of like, I would like to do that at a larger scale, you know, bring people together over some things and have them think about like the good times that they had at a Carly show or something, you know, that, that would be cool. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is when someone starts talking about an out-of-town event and or opportunity, restrain yourself from jumping to conclusions and already starting to excitedly address that aspect of what they're talking about. I have witnessed firsthand where someone starts responding with an answer that has to do with the location instead of the actual topic at hand and forced the caller to essentially tell them to not put the cart before the horse. Wait until the time comes for that and then address that when need be. Don't turn someone off because they perceive you as only being interested in traveling instead of answering their question or questions. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Speaking of performing live, I mentioned in the intro that you just came back from performing at Summerfest. Now, it's not like this was another stop on a tour. So how does a girl in South Florida get to perform at a one-off event in oh Milwaukee? Oh, my God. It was far away. In Milwaukee? Yeah, I know. Like, it, oh, my gosh. And that place is such a strange land. I love it. <laughs> it's, like, so different than South Florida. But, of course, everywhere is different from everywhere. But, I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely a challenge to get over there to get everybody over but how did you get that opportunity in the first place and again because a lot of listeners wow okay i want to hear this i want to hear this they they should know too reverb nation is a great place well but see reverb nation i have you know tons of respect for it but i think a lot of people look at their site and say are these leads legit? Is anybody yeah. really getting booked out of these? And right. so here you are to testify. Oh, yeah. Harley so, Joe Jackson I mean, got yeah, booked at Summerfest totally. in Milwaukee because of it. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It totally is, especially when there's so many people on there and you you don't expect to like stand out or whatever. But those guys are definitely looking out and they're they're here for artists. And um, I was so honored to, to be introduced to these people and to this idea of having us out there. And it was... We were just like a trio out there, you know, like doing the thing that we're kind of pushing for this like acoustic bear, but also super full of attitude, full of spunk, spontaneous little thing. And it it rocked out there. Um, One of those moments happened where somebody messaged me afterwards and they were thanking us for being like stripped down because they were like, wow, this is so cool because we've been listening to like booming sounds all day and they said that i was rapping they were like we heard a little a girl just rapping over a guitar and i'm like 
whoa, my name is Kizarly Jizzo Jackson. Like, no, that wasn't rapping. But I mean, <laughs> it was it was cool because they were very turned on to the fact that it was like kind of different and stripped down rather than like to rather than this. It was kind of like this. So it it was really cool to um, get to know people out there in such a bare form and to see that people came back and they enjoyed it and and that stood out to them. So it was it was cool. It was definitely a long walk though for sure to get over there and to felt like a lot of a lot of cool pressure being like cool we're coming all the way from this area all the way over here and we're gonna have to rock it just the trio and we totally smashed it we had a See, and i'm time. interested to hear that you had the trio because i just assumed that you were just playing solo Mm-mm. no yeah it was oh my goodness that'd be crazy <laughs> it would be fine though i think i would have a good time but um I tend to talk a lot whenever I'm solo because I forget to play. I just talk. <laughs> but um, it it was really cool. I had George Pendergrass from um, Dishwalla. He was playing um, the cajon. And then I had Randy Tico from Jeff Bridges and the Abiders. His band, um, he was playing bass. It was wow. very cool. Wow. But see, like you were saying before, like it's almost like the universe is telling you this is what this direction is supposed to be that you're going. Because for someone right. to message you and say that at an event like that, it was refreshing to hear right. a stripped down. It's like, it thank was, you. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. I think that the world is kind of calling for something, you know, something raw, something kind of truthful and honest. And, and I'm not saying that other artists don't get that. We get that all the time with great music. But I think that it's easily picked up on whenever it's kind of like the instruments are also stripped down and raw. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can kind of just listen in and it appeals to a lot of different things, what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to get, you know, the get up and dance factor as well as the singer songwriter factor in. And as well as like some hip hop R and B as well as like rock and roll, you know, everything, a little bit of everything it's, goes a long way. It's a, it's a very, very scientific code. It's a tough formula that, that every songwriter is, is in the formula, lab trying yes. to figure oh out my and God. see in like a yeah, little, right. little bit of this and take some of here and, and a dash of this in this song and see like how does everybody react to it. But. Make it sound so cool. <laughs> Goodness. You have played some other cool venues and locations over the years. Let's talk about a few of these. For mm. openers, and I mentioned this one back in the intro, a San Francisco 49ers game. Yeah, was yeah. That, uh, was that a, a national anthem performance, I'm guessing? No, no, it wasn't, actually. I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't feel very good at singing the national anthem. I've done it once before, but I, that was not it. <laughs> okay, because, for... because I was going to say, I'm like, if she, if, if, that, if she ends up telling me, oh, I just sang the national anthem, nah. I was going to say, like, why would you go all the way to San Francisco to do it? Why wouldn't you do it here in Florida? Right. Right. Like at a Buccaneers game the or a Jaguars or, or Dolphins. Oh, my gosh. So no. what was the 49ers gig? Well, they have this awesome party before most of their games. If you're a 49ers fan, then you'll know it's called the Miracle Mile. And they do this little, like, it's just like a total awesome pregame. But during this pregame, they need some jams. So mm-hmm. we were out there to do the pregame and, like, the party before. We sang for about, like, an hour or so. And then um, at the end, it was so cool. They were able to, like, play one of our songs over the huge arena. And, yeah, we got to get up on the Jumbotron and, like, wave at everyone. It was one of the coolest moments I can remember because that field is huge when you're on it. Even (laughs) huger when you're up on the screen. It's, like, it's it was breathtaking for sure. And to hear my song playing, gosh, I could cry about it. Like, it was just crazy. Are you from there? From San Francisco? No. So how do you end up, again, a girl from Florida, how do you end up all the way at a San Francisco 49ers game. It's funny because it, it's all like, e- even too, uh, it goes along with the thing, no gig is a small gig because you never know who will be there. No connection is like, 
a small connection, no connection is not worth be, always be nice to people, you know, keep friends. I, um, this one actually though came from a, a management company that I was working with at the time. And, um, we had been working together for like a couple of years at the time. And one of them, um, of the two guys that own it, one of them lived in San Francisco and uh, worked closely with the 49ers. Okay, okay. So it was a connection through the management at okay. that point. But um, we're hoping to maybe do another one of those really soon. Well, so. and I ask you again because, and listeners, I phrased it this particular way on a very recent interview where I said to the guest, I kind of feel like if I have the question, then I know that the listeners have the question. So oh, that's I good. thought to myself, there's going to be listeners out there who are going to say, okay, wait a minute. So if she's not originally from there, as a musician, I want to know, how do I get a booking all the way out in at a San right. Francisco? So now you just said, well, the management company, half a of them. A management company, yeah. if you're looking to book gigs outside of your area, I would definitely either look into it. If you don't feel um, like you can trust yourself enough to be able to, you know, like whip up the conversation sometimes. And that's totally all right. As artists, it's hard for us to, to, to do yeah. the mechanics, you know, where we're looking to write and to feel and emote and that's it. But, um, to do the mechanics is a little hard. So getting a management team also be friendly with emails, man. Like I would never, ever think twice about just emailing a venue that if you love the venue, if you have music there, some people might not react the best way to it. But I mean, just talking to people, communicate, send an electronic press kit, send a video, send something, you know, it's, it's one of those things you just got to be out and there. And listeners, let the record show that Carly Joe is not a now hear this client. <laughs> so I didn't put her up to saying like, oh Hey, God, say yeah. good things about the about, type about well, people I like mean, me that do, do what I do in industry. So. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, what you do is kind of like, it's, I was going to say this before, whenever you said it, you were like, yeah, I'm doing the management for it. I'm like, oh, you do the hard part, like for <laughs> real, because it's, well, I can't but, manage myself. But I'll, I'll take 15 seconds to put in a shameless plug because I never do it, shameless. because I've gotten too far off into what Go podcasting ahead. is that I never remember to promote my business. And so listeners, if you aren't familiar with what really is behind the podcast, the company is now here this, which does management promotion and booking for artists like Carly, for artists like hey. those of you who listen to this every week to learn from me. That's how I'm able to give you the information mm. that I give you is because I'm out there doing this for artists like her. And so if you can Gosh. use the help, then then by all means, get in touch and, and we'll see uh, Hero without if there's a, cape a fit. <laughs> um, you even performed down in Key West. You've performed at Hard Rock and even at the the BB and T Center. Is that where yeah. the is that where the Florida Panthers play uh-huh. their hockey games? Yeah. What what was that What was that gig? It that oh my gosh that is such a fun gig. It it's like an all day thing for us because so we get really excited about it. We go and drive up to Sunrise and um, it's kind of like intermittent gigging. Like whenever they go. In was it in conjunction called, with a hockey game? Yeah. It's oh, called, okay. But okay. we're not out on the ice. Dear right, God. Right. Oh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, we're we're in um, the lobby, like where people come through, and then they'll kind of chill. Ah, they'll chill. Get it? They're at a hockey game. Ah, they'll chill in between. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll we'll be there to jam with them in between, and then at the end, whether they win or they lose, we're there to celebrate, kind of, and to keep the party going. But a funny story: one time I went there to to sing the national anthem. Like I told you, I've done that one time before. Mm-hmm. I did that at the BB&T Center, and I always go there commonly for Panthers games. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to be out there on the ice and holding a microphone. So let me get all dressed up, get all warmed up. I wore like this pantsuit that was like with a leather 
leather jacket and some boots because I knew I was going to have to step out on the ice. I'm like, this is going to be tough. And I arrived there. And there was no ice. It was a basketball game. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like that morning, like the whole week I was just like booked with gigs. And the whole time I just had it in my head that it was for a Panthers game. Yeah. But because it was at the BB&T Center. But I don't. And ever since, I've always wondered, what the heck do they do with all the ice? Whenever they (laughs) play basketball, where did the ice go? Someone told me. Well, it probably threw you because you're kind of visualizing and setting yourself up mentally that, okay, I see myself going out on the ice. I see myself wearing. I was planning on not falling. I'm like, I just can't fall. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I'm going to sweat because it's basketball. (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, those are fun, fun gigs. We should be back there pretty soon. And we get those through the new time. Times um, for Miami New Times. They're such a great company. They write about musicians. They celebrate different things going on in Miami awesome. with their magazines. Great, awesome. I am on location today, joined by singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist Carly Joe Jackson. Visit her official website at carlyjoejackson.com. And then, yes, absolutely, she is on social media. You can find Carly Joe on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Check her out on Reverb Nation as well, since we have been mentioning that platform. Her music is streaming on Spotify, but as I always say, the best way that you can support these artists is so that they get a bigger chunk of it than like .001 cent <laughs> from one stream is purchase her music from Apple, iTunes, uh, Amazon, CD Baby, all the usual online retailers. Uh, I do still want to tell the listeners anyways, you know, follow her on Spotify and, and oh, listen to the music, but, but purchase it and download it the way that I'm suggesting. Keep up with her online. Uh, her website, her Reverb Nation, so you can see where and when you can go see Carly perform live. You hear she does lots and lots and lots of live shows in a lot of different locations. So uh, keep up with her to see the next opportunity upcoming where you can go and see her. Uh, I would love your feedback on the show. Get in touch either through email, which is podcast at nhte.net, or when you go to the website, nhte.net, there is a button there that says join our Facebook group, which is a great way to have your voice heard. I mentioned that Carly plays guitar and ukulele. She has gotten endorsements from a couple equipment companies. Listeners, as you know from the last four shows, I'm thrilled to now have Boulder Creek guitars in the fold with this show. I myself play a Boulder Creek guitar, and there are many, many big names, big names (laughs) on their artist (laughs) roster who have chosen to as well because of the really great sound that comes from a Boulder Creek guitar thanks to their patented suspended bracing system. Yes, the look of Boulder Creek guitars is unique, but you want to look into what I'm referring to that helps give them such a great tone. Go to bouldercreekguitars.com to read all about them and to check their tremendously impressive artist roster, as well as to find a list of dealers. That's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. Carly, speaking of gear, uh, we've touched on a little bit that you performed out in California this past January at the Winter NAM Show. Was that your first time at the NAM show? At the Winter NAM, yes. I'd been to the Summer NAM um, that, uh, in Nashville before, and that was really cool. But then everybody there was talking about, no, you got to go to Winter NAM. So I was very excited to be able to experience it. And that. then you get there, and your eyes are like flying saucers <laughs> over how huge oh, that event is. After being there for like three or four days, your eyes are literally like tripping out. Like it's so hard to, all the noises and sounds and smells and people. It's like, Oh my gosh, if you guys haven't been, you gotta go sometime. And you end up needing to go on vocal rest because of all the talking all the that talking. you do. Was it, was it good for you business-wise, all, you know, able oh, to, yeah. to roam around and meet all the different 
totally. manufacturers and dealers and oh yeah we my drummer was with me as i said and we were able to we were like kids in a candy shop like running all around and shaking hands with whoever we could you know taking swapping business cards some people aren't interested in meeting and endorsing and you know like networking and stuff and that's okay because there's plenty of other people who are you know you just got to kind of look out there for who's looking for you you know it's it was a great opportunity i met lots of people and obviously getting to perform but besides besides your live show was there anything new anything good that came out of being there for you yeah well yeah this is kind of random but i I met like a cousin that i hadn't met since i was like a baby it was weird my mom is like hey your cousin tristan is going to be there at rupert neve designs and at the nam show yeah he was like he's gonna be there and you haven't seen him since you were literally like an infant go say hi to him and i was like looking around for him and i'm like and he's like yes can i help you i'm like I'm your cousin. Hi. I'm like, your cousin. How about a, how about an endorsement deal? No, well, he was the best. He's like <laughs> a He was so cool. We ended up like totally vibing, totally my family, and it, it was it, that was nice. But that's random. Um, other cool things that happened though was that I got to um, since I was there for Luna Guitars, I got to like get a lot of cool experiences in with talking to other artists about guitars and like just performing in general and even got some on board with us and like got them to put some lunas in their own hands and get on stage and stuff like that and that was kind of my first time being like a like i felt like I an was, ambassador yeah i was like what's the word for that because i don't even know <laughs> advocate i don't know but I, I felt like really connected to what we were all there for is like to help each other out you know and to talk music and it was it was definitely dope i also got kicked out of a victor Wooten concert Uh oh because i I had a backpack on and i was like oh just look in the backpack but you you got excited you're like what'd you do not only only that but i'm like "Uh oh maybe there's going to be some cursing maybe we'll have to mark this episode as explicit (laughs) she's about to tell me something that went down that's gonna be like oh i really wanted to go and i was so stuck around this far into the episode into the interview now she's gonna really reveal some dirt chapter two (laughs) the explicit version no it it was it was totally righteous the whole thing i was so close to getting in there but i didn't get to i saw um alice cooper too performing he was wow super wicked wow super so cool. will you go to winter nam next january i hope so yeah um um i've talked with um luna and other sponsors and people and hopefully we can make it work back out because it's definitely worth it and uh samson is your samson other as well yes is your... samson is great because they they've helped me out sound wise too i can relate to your love for a sweet sound company because that's how i feel about them and they've helped out tremendously with as far as like equipment and also so, like, giving me someone to talk to while I'm out there. I bothered them at their booth, like, probably for hours. <laughs> but it's it's a good thing to bother people at their booths for hours. We're all just looking for talk. <laughs> so as we go into the second half of 2018, um, you're oh, moving to man. Orlando. You talked about that you are doing a recording. Is there a timetable for when you hope to have an EP? Or will it be an EP or a full album? It'll just release? be an EP, probably. Maybe, but EP generally for, like, five songs, I think. So this one will be probably over five songs maybe like closer to 10 but um it's i'm thinking hopefully before this year closes so it it should be something that comes out fairly recently and i'm just also hoping that this will be something that can make fans feel or i I don't like the word fans i like friends make um friends feel like they really are 
connected to the songs because what you see live, you're getting back at home and you're mm-hmm, getting in mm-hmm. your stereo whenever you're driving home, you know. It's kind of more real, true, and honest kind of thing. So look out for that. Awesome, real, true, awesome. and honest coming out. Uh, we're almost out of time, but as I joked with Gigi Rich and then Chase Walker four and two weeks ago, respectively, with their both having been on The Voice, mm-hmm. uh, I am required by interview law to ask you about when you were on America's Got Talent. Um, <laughs> oh, is, my God. I, was is it, I wonder, though, is that, is that a thing of the past now? Do you still talk about it? Do you still carry any lessons today from it? Or, oh, or, yeah. I mean, for that matter, would you want to go back, or maybe would you want to try for American Idol or The Voice? You know or what? what? I was thinking about The other day, I was like just sitting and thinking, like, would I do that again? And I think I totally would. Like, I I think I would if I had the opportunity I would and if it worked out I would go with the flow and and that would be cool but um I think that that people ask about it all as if it just happened still sometimes and and I forget and listeners there are videos if you go on uh, carlyjoejackson.com she does have the videos there from when she was on America's Got Talent but go ahead yeah it's they're all there for sure one of them I I was oh my gosh one of them I like the other one is not my favorite but I mean (laughs) it, it was it was um it, it was a learning experience for real. The, my biggest thing was I had a lot of people telling me not to do it. They were like, you shouldn't do that. It's just going to throw away a lot of things for you. They, they're fake or whatever, you know, like all wow. the warnings that people say, like mm-hmm. that it's not a good idea. And um, the only thing that I can say about that is that I'm just happy that I didn't pay attention to that because otherwise I wouldn't have got this great opportunity. And I say to any listeners that are thinking about auditioning, just Go for it. You can audition every single year if you want to, you know, like it, and it's a national stage that you're stepping onto. So it's, it's nothing but a good thing, man. And they, they want nothing but the best for artists too, because then if they, if you would do well, then maybe people will come back to them and it comes back on them. So I've learned a lot about it and about keeping emotions down whenever you're dealing with crazy things and being upset and tired. It definitely doesn't help things. So I learned about how to take care of myself a little better. And, um, those lessons still are very alive every single day. I still replay it in my head all the time. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called you can't love me before we let you go though. Tell the listeners all about this song, please. Um, this song I wrote at a time where I felt kind of like I was confused by a, a romantic situation I was in where someone literally abused the words I love you into where it felt like almost like the meaning of the word. It, it, it was it wasn't true. It was like you can't love me like this cannot be love. So mm. it was kind of one of those things. Wow. And this song goes into loving yourself whenever you feel like. You don't think anybody else can. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a very original it's concept. Little, right, and it's a little more deep for Carly, so I, I <laughs> hope you enjoy the deep. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate Thank you making so time much. for this. It's great oh, to sit and chat with you. Thank you, and uh, Thank all the you. best for the rest. As I say, the rest of 2018, but but all the rest of all things we Carly Joe Jackson music. Soon. We'll get another update <laughs> very soon. <laughs> awesome, awesome listeners. That will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist Carly. Joe Jackson. Do visit her official website. It's carlyjoejackson.com and then engage with her on social media. This is the part where I start pounding my fist on the table and telling people, like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Don't forget that she is on Reverb Nation 2. As I mentioned before, her music is streaming on Spotify but do purchase Carly Joe's music from Apple, iTunes, from Amazon, from CD Baby, all the usual online retailers. 
keep up with her online, her website, her Reverb Nation, so you can see where and when you can go see Carly Joe perform live. And as she said, she will have new music out, hopefully by the end of the year, so more incentive to follow all things Carly Joe Jackson online. I'm inviting you to give me your feedback about the show. Get in touch either through email, which is podcast at nhte.net, or when you go to the website, nhte.net, there is a button there that says join our Facebook group, which is another great way to have your voice heard. Thank you so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Carly Jo Jackson. This is the one she just talked about. It's called You Can't Love Me. I'm aware by the way you stare that you don't really care about me. These clothes I wear, how I do my hair. Good man cares. Good man cares. I was woman. Well